Eli. What? How do you get Pikachu on the bus? I don't know. You Pokemon. Daddy <laughs> <laughs> did that joke to me. Hello everyone, welcome to the Engaged Family Gaming Podcast. This is episode 199. That's right, 199. Not even a typo or a misspeak. Uh, my name is Steven Dutzman. I'm your host as always. This week I am joined by my co-host, Amanda Farrow, also known as the Princess of Power and the editor-in-chief of superparent.com and gamedaily.biz. Have you picked up any other titles recently? No. No? I'll try harder for next time. I mean, well, I mean, <laughs> yeah, you, I, mean, I know you didn't know that that was your homework to just collect titles. Um, I mean, the easy I'll way to do that. that in mind for the future. The easy way to do that is just start playing World of Warcraft again. You'll get titles pretty quickly. Um, don't do that. Cause... We do not want to open up that Pandora's box. That will go poorly for everyone. Maybe not for me, because I would just play with you. Um, but we go poorly for two websites and, like, a big old family in New Jersey. Um, but we'd have fun. Yeah, that's true. Whatever. We would. <laughs> um, and you'd have a healer. It'd be great. Um, okay. Having So this week is all about board games. So last week we had a very involved, crazy because I mean basically all the video game news <laughs> happened last week. And we had so much more happen this week, but we'll get to it next week. I know, right? Like, can it slow down? No, of course not, Steve and Amanda. Video games are definitely not going to slow down. Fortunately. Board games, they're not, like, going crazy, but there's some interesting stuff happening. What if I told you, Amanda, and we're, this is a little tease for later on in the show, what if I told you, I mean, admittedly, you already know, but if I told you a week and a half ago that we would be covering Minecon Earth on the board game episode, would you have been like, would you have believed me, or would you have told me I was nuts? I mean, I was pre-briefed. So, uh, all right. Okay. So, probably the week before I would have told you you were nuts. Okay. At some point before someone sent you something embargoed. <laughs> that's, so for for futures, whenever I say, if at some point in time, yes. just assume yes. that I asked before you got the cool information um, <laughs> that was embargoed. Because um, I would have lost my. I, admittedly, I would have lost my mind. I think I might have died if they had sent me that information. So yeah, we're, cool. we're going to talk about a heckin' cool Minecraft board game. Um, we're going to talk about a Kickstarter. We haven't talked about a Kickstarter in a while, but this one is special because it has an EFG connection. Ooh. Um, and uh, we're but we're going to kick everything off um, with a quick Dungeons and Dragons campaign check. So I'm going to fill everybody in on the stupidity that we that we nice. decided on doing today. Um, and then um, we, uh, because I'm going to tell you about my son's character that he designed today, his inspiration, because um, it's hilarious. Um, and then we're going to talk a little bit, I'm not going to go on and on forever, but we're going to talk a little bit about Throne of Eldraine, the now fully spoiled Magic the Gathering expansion. We are just outside of the, uh, the pre-releases were this past weekend, the releases on the 4th. We're going to talk a little bit about it because there's some interesting stuff they're doing with the packs. And I want to warn people about them so that you don't overspend for no reason. So, um, okay. So that's that's it. Before we get too far, thank you very much for listening, everybody. We're almost at episode 200. Can you believe it? Ah! When did you start? You started like 20-some-odd episodes ago, right? I started in January, I think. 
So that's less than 20. But yeah, it was definitely the beginning of the year. Yeah. Because eventually I was like, you know, I'm pretty sure your contract does not say you can't be on podcasts for competitors. And you were like, as a matter of fact, um, your site's too tiny. You're not my competitor. And I was like, oh, jam, you didn't actually what? say that. I did not. You didn't, but man, let's Absolutely be real. Absolutely not. But, but that would have been awesome. I mean, um, maybe if I were that kind of a person, maybe, but we both know I'm not. Yeah, but that, it still would have been funny. So, um, and then I was like, hey, you should just be on my show. And then you remembered your Skype login. And then, um, because every time I get somebody to come on the show with me, they have to remember their Skype login. Um, and now you're just perpetually logged into Skype. Um, it's true. Because, just for you. you know, pretty much just for me. It's, it's a, a quiet reminder um, other than the daily text messages that I exist in your life. So you've been, um, you've been here for less than 20 episodes, but probably around that. And, um, it's been, yeah, I can't count. Yeah. It's definitely been 20. So, cause there's 50 weeks in a year. I'm thinking paychecks. doesn't count. It's okay. So, um, yeah, this has been a, it has been a wild ride. Um, but we're going to do it. It's gonna, next week is episode 200. Um, and it's going to be a video game episode where we're going to talk about, I don't even know, but there's going to, we might not talk about news next week. It might just be all, uh, bloopers and retrospectives and guests, <laughs> like perhaps the professor who's already said that he would come back. Um, you've That's never met me. the professor. I have not. Um, but he has said that he would come on. Um, so yeah, this is going to be a wild ride. So, um, Thank you for being along on our wild adventure. Um, and uh, here's to uh, 200 more. Um, now. Damn right. Let's talk about this Dungeons and Dragons thing. So, my son, Jake, is 10. And he has finally discovered that Dungeons and Dragons is about making characters. Now, um, the you would think that that would be obvious, right? Like you have to make a character, and then you have to role play it and like play through it. But like, I don't think he realized like the stupid part of making characters until he went and like saw another game being played and saw other people playing other characters that were um that were different than the ones that we had. That's fair. And he was like, oh, so like you can play something different every time. And we're like, yes, in fact, it's a good idea to do that. And so now he's like on this quest because he figured out that um, it's fun to break characters. And I'm like, oh, so great. You're a power gamer now. Wonderful. Uh-oh. Um, I'll allow it because I can, you know, you can outsmart power gamers. You can't outsmart role players. They're crazy. Um, so I know. So she's waving at me, everybody. I am waving at the camera because, hi, I'm a role player. And yes, I almost always break things for DMs. She's always. Old, she's, uh, what you're saying is you're waving at me in emotional role play. Great. Thank you. Um, <laughs> that's what you're doing. So he, Fair. so this is his new, his new, his newest guy. And this may be a ongoing thing if he keeps this up. His newest guy is a halfling fight. He wants to be a halfling fighter, cavalier specifically. Um, that rides a dire corgi. Okay. Specific. Now his name is Marco, but not Marco. 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 You know, 
As because, in, like, Italian Marco? Yeah, very, very Italian. Now, he's going to fight with um, a glaive that just happens to be a pizza peel. Like, one of those big ones from, like, a, a sh- from a uh, brick oven pizza place. And his, he's going to be on a quest to find the best, stinkiest cheese to find and put on his pizza. On his, a pizza. <laughs> and that's his, that's his, his nightly goal is to find the stinkiest cheese. Um, now, I immediately was inspired and was like, this is this is absolute comedy gold. So um, I told him the only limit was I would allow him to have a dire corgi as his mount with no questions if he would draw it for me. So we'll hopefully we'll get that on the Instagram. Because you know he That's can draw. Brilliant. You know he can draw some cute stuff. Um, and a dire corgi just seems... A little wild to me, but I'm in. So, so that's the first update. I want to hear from the listeners though, because he's w- wacky, and this is his. You know, he's got some other stuff brewing, but I would love to hear if your kids have come up with some crazy stuff before, or I mean, because he can't be unique. Um, his actual character in his actual game is a cat person monk rogue, who is. That sounds OP. It's very... That's um, extremely OP. Because um, in Dungeons & Dragons 5th Edition, rogues, uh, like this this race that's in one of the source books, it's an official one, they have a racial ability that once per combat, more or less, they can double their movement speed. <laughs> and monks are faster anyway, so he's just gonna like he can just like run anywhere he wants (laughs) um and hit people um and he figured out how to do some just bananas sneak attack damage and it's crazy thinking of um like this is broken stuff that like dudes on reddit are supposed to come up with and (laughs) you know what i'm saying you know what i'm saying like those reddit peeps that are like oh well if you do this and this and this it's it'll make your DM's head explode and he's like 10 and I like gave him half of it I was like and then he's like wait but what if I do and I was like well, I mean I guess that would work and then his, his mind it was a galaxy brain it's really interesting watching 10 year olds and like kids in general like yeah figure out that like reading the the source books and understanding the rules is of value <laughs> it's true um, I mean, it's also important. I mean, it is a storytelling game, and he participates in that fully when he's not too tired. But there's something to be said about participating in that metagame um, and just embracing it. Um, and he has certainly embraced it this week. So that is the... Uh, you just witnessed the birth of Marco. Marco. The, That's awesome. Uh, pizza-peel-wielding halfling cavalier... Um, hopefully we'll have pictures for next week. So, um, that is the, uh, that's the Dungeons and Dragons update. Um, Um, uh, by the way, as a dungeon master, juggling two campaigns is really hard and breaks my brain. Uh, yes, that sounds really difficult. I'm managing, but it's very tough. I'm like, oh, wait, this is very different. I didn't even realize that the parties were the same level. I had completely forgotten they're the same level. And I just assumed that one was way different than the other. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, 
you know, I mean, whatever. Anyway, so um, to the news. Let's talk to about the news. Let's talk about Throne of Eldraine real fast. Yeah. So we've talked about this before. I'm guessing you've looked at some of the art. I have, yes. I actually went and poured into the art, and I was very excited about it. Even though I don't play Magic anymore because I don't have time, Yeah. I love looking at the art. I mean, the art is one of those pieces of the game that you can still consume very casually. Um, True. They really do a very good a job of it. A casual yeah. Magic the Gathering player. Yeah, just looking at the art when the spoilers happen. Exactly. Um, so... Um, here's the thing that is that, that I, so just to talk about Throne of Eldraine in general, this is a brand new standalone set. There's 269 cards in it. It comes out on the fourth. So this is what would be in the old days. You know how they had large and small expansions. They don't have small expansions anymore. They just got rid of block. They they got rid of blocks entirely. You know how they would do like a large expansion and then two small expansions to go along with it. They have completely abandoned that stru structure entirely. They are only large blocks, or they're only large sets. And so if they want to stay in a world and have, like, multiple sets in a row be all about the same thing, they will just do that. They could have six sets in a row in the same world, and it wouldn't really matter. Um, they can. It allows them more freedom. This is kind of a standalone thing. So... Um, it takes place in a world that is basically fairy tales. There is a YouTube video <laughs> about a very uh, about a very afraid pair of gingerbread people running away from one of the iconic uh, planeswalkers, Garuk, while he is fighting a bunch of soldiers. And it's set to music. Um, it is very funny. Um, and um, I'm not going to spoil the end of it, but let me just say. The, the lady uh, the the lady uh, gingerbread cookie has a time okay um, and it's just it's this is meant to be a palate cleanser because the last set was very serious very dark yeah one of it the, was one of the heroes died um, and a it lot was, it was dark. I mean actually a bunch of people died but like one of the main heroes died so like this, that was like their end game. So this is very clearly like, yeah, let's just introduce some goofy stuff and play around. Um, the art is amazing. The cards are very cool. Um, but one thing that they did do, and I'm not even going to get into like game mechanics. If you understand magic, just go to like MTG Nexus and look at the spoilers. You'll see. Um, that's what I did. Yeah, that's what you did. Um, and you can look at the cards and, you know, appreciate what they are. Um, so, but one thing they did is they have a new kind of pack. And it is called a collector's pack. So you're going to see these and they're going to be... They've, they've experimented with like all foils before and things like that. Mm -hmm. This is different um, because it is... Um, very, they are very expensive. So like, you know, the, the main reason I mention this is they're going to be for sale at Walmart. Right. Because Walmart sells Magic the Gathering cards now. I so, keep forgetting that, yeah. It's Jeez. which is cool. I mean No, it's, it's awesome. Um it's great for those of us that want to buy event decks, which are the or like challenger decks, which are like competitive decks that have good cards in them. Um, because they Walmart stocks them like crazy, so they're easier to get. Uh, it's great for the commander decks too. Um but like so you might be one of those folks that are like every once in a while, yeah, it's fine, just go grab a pack of magic cards. 
and then not pay attention when it slides down the register and scans. Um, so these packs are going to be like 14 bucks. Um, and so for the same number of cards. Now, basically what it means for these collector's packs, and they will have unique packaging, like they'll say collector's pack on them. You're just going to want to pay attention to it. They mm -hmm. are essentially all going to be foils, alternate art. Um, they have these new borderless cards, which are basically the card just without a border where the right. art extends out or it has some other special effect. Um, right. One of the key components to this set is these cards called adventure cards, which have like a spell and a creature in the same card. It looks like the bottom of the card is a, is like a book. Mm -hmm. um, the alternate art versions of those have like really neat pattern work around the edges and the book piece is like really exaggerated. Um, so in these collector's packs, everything in it is either alternate art or, or borderless or foil. So they're cool, but um, they're more expensive. So I, I wanted to bring that up just to mention it um, because, you know, I mean, nobody wants to go there expecting to spend five bucks and end up spending 15 for no reason. That's um, true. The set comes out on the fifth, on the fourth, um, and with it, and this is another thing that's relevant if your kids, you know, if you take your kids to like Friday Night Magic, on the fourth, standard, which is the um, you know premier format for Magic: The Gathering that they play at Friday Night Magic and Standard Challenges, is very heavily rotating. So if you have kids that you take or drop off at a Friday Night Magic or you know a Saturday afternoon um, Magic, <coughs> excuse me, um, like Standard Challenge, which there's a lot of stores that do that. Um, remind them that some of their cards might have rotated. Um, specifically, everything that happened before Ravnica, which is basically okay. the last like year or so, is now rotating out. Which means like Ixalan, which is like the pirates and dinosaurs stuff, and then Dominaria, which is like the history stuff. Um, all that stuff is gone. Um, okay. It's rotating out, so it's no longer legal. Um, and that's relevant because a lot of the casual decks or a lot of even some of the competitive stuff, I mean, are full of cards that you just can't use anymore. Um, yep. So just that's the other thing I wanted to mention. Just kind of be aware of those two little tricky things. Your kids probably are aware if they play standard, but um, always good to just mention, hey, buddy, maybe check your decks um, because nobody wants to you know, lose a game because they're playing with uh, illegal cards. True. Um, so that's, I mean, you've been through standard. You, when you played, standard rotated when you played, right? It did, a bit. Remember, I played, like, way back in the 90s. That was the last time I played competitively. Oh, okay. It was, like, so, 1999. So you were playing um, under, like, old extended and like, very, stuff like that. Very, yeah. very, very old rules. Because I think, I don't know, when did Magic actually come out? It was, like, 90... Yeah, something like that. It was very recently 25 years old. So, oh my god. Right? I've been playing it since pretty much the beginning. Yeah. But I mean, like, I had to stop because it got really expensive and I had to choose between Magic the Gathering or Warhammer 40k. Yeah, you had to choose. Um, I, I Ultimately, I had to make the same choice. I've had to make that choice a bunch of times and I keep choosing Magic. Um, so, the... 
Wizards has done this this particular standard rotation. It's the first time that they've actually had standard rotate in a while. Um, and part of that is because they keep they can't decide how they want to release sets. Like they keep changing things. It's true. Um, and that is, um, you know, that has made standard a little complicated. Okay. Um, but I think they have settled on. Um, a new pattern, four sets a year, so basically a new expansion every three months, um, and they're all large expansions. So yeah. we have this one, and then in three months, which would be like January ish, um, we have one, we're going back to uh, Theros, which is Greek mythology and gods, and uh, but this time we're going to the underworld. Um, and then the one after that, they already teased that it's going to have uh, the most crazy Magic the Gathering mechanic that they have ever used. Um, and I suspect that it's going to be like uh, Transformers. The, that's like, cool. The Combiners. Like, I that's think that's cool. going to be. So, anyway. Um, so, Magic's getting nuts. I encourage everybody, even if you don't play the game, if you like fairy tale artwork, okay? Go look at the art for this set. You, may, I'm not even lying. You may even want some prints of some of these cards. Some of them probably not, right? But, like, some of these are some really cool art, especially if you like fairies. Am I, like, am I wrong in saying, like, these are some of the coolest looking, like, fairies just in They're fantasy really, really for a while? Beautiful. Really, really beautiful. Yeah. It's just... It's crazy. Um, you know, it's been a lot, I mean, it's been a lot of fun watching this stuff get spoiled, especially just <laughs> because it's, we, when they told us that they were making like fairy tales and King Arthur, I was like, no, all right, you're fine. And then I was like, oh, that's, that's King Arthur. <laughs> Great. So anyway, Back. I think everybody should take a look at it. Um, it is, uh, it looks great. I am very excited to play it. I missed all the pre-releases this weekend because I was playing Dungeons and Dragons, but, um, I, when you have to make a choice, you make a choice. Make um, a choice. but so yeah, I, I'd love to hear everybody's thoughts. Um, head on into the community, um, and let us know, like, are you interested at all in this? Do you care? If you don't care about the magic, tell me if you, if you like any of the cards, cause I, personally, I do. Well, I mean, Yes. I as soon as I saw the set spoiled, I was like, oh, this is this is Amanda set. It is. This very is much Amanda so set. Um yeah, pretty stoked about that. Um okay. So let's talk about this Minecraft thing. Oh my goodness, let's definitely talk about Minecraft. So did you watch Minecraft or, or Minecon Earth? I did. I didn't, no. I was extremely not around this weekend i had marching band stuff so um well you heard everybody just heard my son evan declare loudly that he watched it um we um yeah you this the fall is marching band time for you so i it I is so feeling, i'm never around yeah i had a feeling that you were mia um we watched a bunch of it um <laughs> they made a bunch of minecraft minecraft announcements there's gonna be biomes in the nether oh yeah Weird, but sure. Wild. Why not? I mean, they haven't really done much other than set you on fire in there for a while, so we might as well do something interesting. And, you know, they talked about Minecraft Dungeons, which, by the way, sick. Yeah, it looks um, really You heard really hype cool. from the background. Um, yes. 
So, um, and Minecraft, Minecraft Earth, they, they did the normal stuff, right? Like, we always expect to hear about new mobs and new bricks and new... Sure. But then all of a sudden they came out and they were like, oh, and we're working with Ravensburger, which is a legit outfit that makes Ravensburger's good stuff. been around for a really, really long yeah. time. And they have been doing puzzles forever. We've reviewed a number of their games on Super Parent. We mm-hmm. love Robinsberger. And this feels like a decent crossover thing for you guys. I have a feeling that you're going to eat this up. I wonder if there are any other board game slash video game sites uh, that cover family stuff that will also eat this up. Heck yeah. Hmm. You can think of, is it maybe, is it this one? It's definitely this one. So uh, Yeah, we did it. We did it. We figured out the puzzle. <laughs> that was a really hard one. Um, so... Hard. so they announced this game called Minecraft Builders and Biomes, which is um, essentially um, a board game attempt to bring uh, Minecraft into... It, yeah, it's the board game attempt to recreate the multiplayer Minecraft experience. We don't yeah. know if it does that, but I think in theory, having read the rules, uh, because Robin Zerger was uh, kind enough to send me a copy of them, um, reading through it, I, I think it might work. Um, <laughs> so the the core mechanic here is that in the center of your table, like everybody has a playboard, and in the center of the table is a um, cube of blocks that is like the resource cube. And the idea is over time you are kind of taking these cubes off of this, and by you taking cubes you kind of reveal the stuff underneath it, which means your opponents might have access to it, so you really are kind of balancing it. Um, mm. Have you ever played Pyramix? I don't think so. It's a it's a um, Pyramix is a game right game um, that's about a pyramid, and you're pulling cubes out of this pyramid, and by doing so, you kind of change the shape and reveal pieces underneath. Um, okay. The difference is, this is making a cube, because it's Minecraft, obviously it's making a cube. Whereas Pyramix, everything's kind of on an angle, so you're dealing with a pyramid. But it's a very similar concept. Um, I, And that game works great. Because the tension of, do I take this thing I need, knowing that it may make things available for my opponent, is a real... Like, you can't just carelessly grab stuff. You have to be very careful. Um that tension is always great. Um, yeah. And so putting that in a... Just, literally just throwing that in a Minecraft skin, even without anything else, sounds great. I mean, that, sound, that does sound pretty excellent. And then they added all sorts of other stuff. Because there's mobs and... Like, they just added the standard issue Minecraft stuff. Like, what was sure. your... So you were pre-briefed, obviously, because you know everything months before I do. Um, Not months. This one was like a week. I mean, in, in video game slash board game news time, that is Mike Months. I guess. Um, so I'm really just being sassy. I really am, you know, it makes total sense that you know things before I do. So um, when you heard this news, like when this, pre- at some point, you were sitting in the chair that you are sitting in right now, and this press release popped up on your computer. What was your first 10 second reaction? Uh, confusion. Okay. <laughs> wow. It was initially confusion. It was because it's just such a different kind of announcement. I like when I, when I sat back and I took a look at it, it just like, it made somewhat 
sense because Robin's Burgers, like if we're looking at this from a business perspective, and that was the first place I went, of course. was, hey, look, it's a Robin's Burger license game. Robin's Burger is amazing at licenses. Eventually, I have an interview actually with their their president, who and he talked he talks a lot about licensing, which is phenomenal. So, from a licensing and business perspective, it's a super super cool idea. The board game itself was just really confusing because I didn't quite understand what it was. And now that I have a better understanding of it, I feel like that would be a really excellent experience. But I was really confused by the concept. I can understand that. Um, th- I, that that was kind of how it hit me, too. Yeah. Initially. I was like, so my first piece, like, eh? I didn't get it. Because we were watching it. We were, while, uh, we were watching this on phones. In the car while driving to Dungeons and Dragons. So, like, the announcement happened, right? And we were, like, in the car. So, like, I miss... And, obviously, Evan from the back seat, like, lost his mind. Of course. And so I missed the Ravensburger detail. So I was, like, you know, like... I was, you know, I wasn't paying 100% attention. Because I thought it was just Minecraft. I was like, all right, it's cool. We're, you know, like, nothing that we're going to really get in depth on um you know except for a guide like are we really going to talk a lot about bees like that's cool but like are we um but then you know the board game i was like first off like who's making this thing and eventually and because that was my first doubt i was like all right who's publishing this because this could be a train wreck depending on who was making it and then we found out that it was Robinsberger, and i was like oh okay fine like i immediately yeah i don't want to say calmed down Calm down's not the right word, because um, I'm rarely calm. But, um, but you know what I mean. Like I felt more comfortable I with do. it because this is one of those things that could have been a bunch of junk showing up in people's houses. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> because it, because I doubt that Robinsberger would put their name on something that was just a pile of trash. They absolutely would not. They wouldn't. I mean, they would take. They would polish that pile of trash until it was a neat cube of trash, right? Like they would make it, they would make it good. Um, cause that's what they do. Um, and I'm sure they get pitched some garbage every day. Um, I can only imagine. Um, yeah, I, I don't even know. Yeah. I, I can only, I'm sure they get pitched a lot of trash. Um, so the, maybe not every day. I think that's a little bit excessive, but, um, so yeah, it, this is, so it's coming out this fall. Um, it's going to be available on Amazon and I'm guessing, it's going to be a target. Like, this Probably. seems like a game that would track well there. Uh, so it'll be... Let me double um, check and make sure that that's the case. Oh, do, do you have information about where it's going to be? I know it's going to be on um, Amazon. Yeah, all the information we have right now is Amazon. Okay. And um, if for our UK listeners, um, it will be out there. And you get it early. It's true, you do. Um, in October. And we get it in November, just in time... For the holidays. Heck yeah. Um, I, I, I am hard pressed to imagine a game. I'm hard pressed thinking of the board games that have come out this year or will be out by holiday. I'm hard pressed to imagine a board game that would be better. Like, that. And I mean, by better, I think... I'm, I'm, com- I'm kind of molding together the property that's instantly recognizable and quality of the game. So it's just assuming it is good, which I, I yeah. admittedly I just am. Um, 
like I'm hard pressed to imagine what would be higher up on like a board game holiday gift guide list than this, right? I mean, I say this, this as I'm writing mine. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness, I have to do mine too. Um, what I I think that this is going to be the kind of game where it's going to get kids really excited to see Minecraft as a board game. Mm -hmm. Just like when it got kids playing Monopoly back when Fortnite was like, hey, we're going to release a Fortnite version of Monopoly and stuff like that. Being able to see that that cross-promotion, cross-pollination, I suppose, would be a better way of putting it, between the digital license and yeah. a physical game is super cool. Yeah. And it's such a fun trend to be able to see it over on the family gaming side. Cause you see it with things like, I don't know, Eternal's got a cool card game on digital, which is rad. And now it's coming out as a physical board game. I think I actually have it. It's like down there somewhere. Um, I know it's just, it's like, it's just a wasteland. This time of, of year, <laughs> this time of year, it's crazy. Yeah. It really seriously is so yeah i think that this is going to be a good one for kiddos that like minecraft and they want to just have more minecraft physically in their lives yeah mm -hmm. i agree i mean this is one of those things i mean i think there's a lot of parents who are and we you and i i'm sure as editors of um family focused websites like we see it all the time. I'm sure we hear it like in your comment sections and things like that. Like parents who are like, I just want my kid to not be on the screen. Let me give them something to motivate them off of it. And while I'm not necessarily, you know, like I want parents to kind of do their own thing. Um, I absolutely think that this kind of uh, bait more or less is great, right? Like you got, if you want to, get them to do a different kind of activity what better way to do it than to kind of attract them with something they're already engaged in um yeah absolutely i know at least a couple of kids who really don't have any interest in board games at all but will absolutely play this like i i can imagine you know just in my own personal life like three or four kids that are all in on this and they don't even know about it yet like they're just primed to lose their damn minds when this game gets put in front of them Agreed. Um, so and screen, screen time like I mean we can talk about this till we're blue in the face and we can bring on Dr. Cowart to talk about this and everything like that but it's always good to get kids engaged in things that they're they're using their hands for so it's tactile yeah. where they're having more than just haptic feedback they can actually just like touch the things in their environments yeah. and it's it just engages a different it just engages with them in a completely different capacity than video games do. Yeah. Video games are rad, and it's yeah. always good to have those kinds of connections with beloved brands yeah. in a physical way. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, both of us are advocates of balance. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think that that's, that's something that a lot of folks don't – and I, obviously, we have balance. We have a podcast that goes back and forth. Um, but – I preach balance all the time. And this is a great way to get that because yeah. you give them a, just like Pokemon Go was, right? Like it's a way to yes. interact with a property and get them to do a different kind of activity. Um, I think, not that I'm going to, I'm sure Robinsberger is hoping that this will be as popular as Pokemon Go. I doubt that. Um, but I do bet that if this is, uh, that I'm sure Amazon is ready to, to put this front and center on a bunch of their pages. 
and uh, there will be a lot of people running around warehouses uh, throwing this in boxes uh, starting in November. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, that is Minecraft Builders and Biomes, which, by the way, really good name. Very cool name. A-plus name. They could have just called it Minecraft the board game, and I would have been fine. But the fact that they, like, took that extra step, that's probably Robinsberger that did that. Yeah. Because I'm sure that whoever pitched it to them was like, it'll be Minecraft the board game. And Robinsberger was like, bruh. Bruh. <laughs> um, exactly, just like that. So, bruh. yeah, I'd love, I mean, love to hear everybody's thoughts. Um, I can't believe, let's see where it is on Board Game Geek. I want to know what it's ranked at. Um, it is not the hotness, but it's getting there. I'm sure it's getting there. Let's see, here we go. Um, don't mind my dog. He's very angry because I have not given him steak yet. Oh. Even though I'm not going to, but he's still mad that I haven't. Um, you know what? It's got 59 recommendations up on Board Game Geek. Uh, we got to give it time. Um, yep, agreed. So, um, that is Minecraft Builders and Biomes. Super excited for that. Two to four players, 30 to 60 minutes. So this is even a chunky game. Um, ages 10 to 99. I have a feeling that I will... 10 to 99. Which more or less means all ages. It means all like ages, that. guys. So, I like it. Um, all right. So uh, so that's Minecraft. Um, I'm stiked. Let's talk about a Kickstarter. So, Okay. I'm curious about this Kickstarter, so tell me everything. Take a walk with me, Amanda. I'm ready. Okay. So um, Michael Malconian who is one of the community managers for the Engage Family Gaming community. Shout out to the Engage Family Gaming community, by the way, um, that you can get through by going to engagefamilygaming.com slash community. Um, he does our Thursday versus discussions. Um, I don't know if you've, you've been seeing those. Um, mm -hmm. um, he does the art for those by himself, by uh, he, he on his own. He doesn't, he, he does some crazy stuff. He is a very talented man. Um, and he's also a talented board game designer. And I only met him uh, because uh, Rob Collegian of uh, A Pawn's Perspective and I used to do a live Facebook show uh, where we talked about Kickstarters. Um, and so it was like a half hour long live show. We did it on Thursday nights. And this is one of the show. one of the, we just randomly went to Kickstarter and just started browsing more or less. Um, and we ran across this game called Dance Card. Um, okay. And specifically, I wanted to find games that were um, kind of all ages friendly, but also uh, had non-violent themes. Because you know how, like, even Mario is kind of violent, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, if you think about it. Yeah, it's true. Like, we, it let it, is. we let it go because it's Mario, but, like, really? Even in Mario Kart, he's, like, you know, ramming people off the road and stuff. So, um... Dance Card is a strategy game about homecoming. Now, folks, for those of you that aren't, uh, that, and by those of you, I mean all of you, um, Amanda just gave me, like, a, a very confused look through the Skype <laughs> camera. So it's a strategy game about homecoming. So here's how this works. Huh. It's one to four players. There's a solo mode, a co-op mode, and the primary mode is competitive. Um, you choose a character who is a high school student. Mm -hmm. 
and uh, from a very diverse cast of characters, intentionally so. Um, lots of different abilities and, um, you know, like backgrounds, and it's just so great. Um, he really went out of his way to try and make it so everybody was different, um, which I think is super cool. Um, and the idea is every character has a you draw your character and then you draw your dance card now your dance card has a bunch of people on them and your goal is to dance with the people that you want to dance with that's it and so you have to um move around the dance floor move off of the dance floor to places like you know there's like you know the chill area with like the punch and you know picture this just take homecoming or any other high school dance. I don't know if they have homecoming in Canada. Um, I they imagine that is it... they have they have uh, commencement dances. Okay, so oh, that's what I did. Okay, so imagine I'm guessing they are fairly similar. Is yours done like on a rink and there are like mooses outside? That was she just gave me a look, guys, because I made a I made a Canada joke. You I... made a Canada joke. You want to know what my commencement was like? It I was. I, I don't know. We did, it was like a dinner and a dance, essentially. Yeah. We did a big dinner after we did commencement ceremonies, which was grad. And then we did this big dinner and dance. And then afterwards, we did this thing called dry grad, which was where we went and hung out at an ice skating arena. Did you play hockey? No, no. The sk- the arena was actually all covered. And our parents got together and they made it into like a, con- a casino night for us. And we had little Sounds- gambling tokens. It sounds awesome. It was rad. Like, my mom helped organize it. It was amazing. So, um, homecoming is usually in the fall. And for us, um, our commencement dances are in May. Yeah, at the end of the school year. At the end of the school year, yeah. So, homecoming is usually associated with, like, you know, football, and it's a fall thing. It's mm-hmm. a very big right now, um, because obviously it's homecoming season. Um, he really should make a TikTok video because homecoming. I'm going to tell him that after we're done with this, because um, it would probably do pretty well. So basically, the idea is you you pick a character, you and you have a dance card, and you have to fill the dance card. That's it. You got to go play with people. Now, this is meant in a super wholesome way, right? It sounds like that's kind of aggressive. Really, um, it's not. I. I I don't have the game mechanics in front of me. It is meant in a wholesome way. You're just trying to dance with people. And if you if you fail, you fail. You're done. <laughs> um, with that particular person, you don't get, like, second go-rounds. Um, you don't get to be that aggressive person. So, <clears throat> again, done intentionally. <laughs> um, barring weird scenarios. But you have challenges. You are... You know, you're talking to their, you know, maybe you're talking to their friends because you got to be in their, in their friends area to be like, hey, could you get this person to come dance with me? Um, it's super cool. The art on this is amazing. He did the design for the characters. Um, and again, they are all very different. They're all cool. They all have a cool attitude and personality. Um, it's on Kickstarter now. That's really um, neat. He's looking for $20,000, which is a lot. However, he's raised almost sixteen right now. And I feel has... like it's not a lot, though. So, here's the thing. It, um, I'll kick to that in a moment. We'll put a pin in that, in that particular thought. It, you're right. Hey. It, is, it is simultaneously a lot and not a lot. 
because it's Kickstarter. Um, so he's almost there. Hey. And so he tried once before during the summer. It did not go well. Um, you know, and I think part of it was because it was the summer. He came out the week that a bunch of other crazy stuff was happening. Mm. Um, and so he did the right thing and canceled early and uh, started again. Um during homecoming season, which is, you know, pretty smart guy. So, for those of you listening, um, the full game is $45 to back it, um, which is, you know, a fair amount. Um, the But any amount helps. So, if you're listening and you want to see a uh, one of the, the, the EFG connection come through, um, even if you're kicking Mike a dollar... Um, it can make a pretty significant difference to him um, because this has been his dream. He's been working on this for about two years or so. Um, he's been it's dominated his year, um, and I would absolutely love for us to help him out. Um, they have, um, if you pledge on Kickstarter, they do actually have a Kickstarter exclusive uh, Halloween standees because the characters don't have figs. They have standees. So you have some of them with Halloween characters and one of them is 100% dressed up like Cloud from Final Fantasy 7. Um, so... <laughs> um, That's pretty cool. Um, yeah, it's it's pretty awesome. Um, so... That's all. That, that's my humble ask. Um, definitely taking a look and, um, you know... Kick him a dollar or two, uh, or even better, um, buy the whole game. Uh, it's forty-five dollars. It is expected to ship in September of next year. Because um, okay. his design is done, but you know you gotta like get it made and ship yeah. here from China. Production pipeline. Yeah, it takes a while, so it'll be here just in time for next homecoming season. So, what do you think? I think it sounds really interesting. Did you uh, happen to look at some of the art? I was just about to go and type it into my browser. <laughs> okay. Um, I One of the things that I really like is he has a community. If you look okay. up Dance Card Community on Facebook, um, one of the things he's been doing is he shares, you know, he did a thing over the summer where he was sharing the characters and he was crowdsourcing, like, catchphrases for them. Oh my goodness, this art is adorable. Isn't it great? It um, reminds me of the the art in Monster Prom. I don't know if you've ever mm, played it. It's an indie an indie Steam game. It's I have quite not good. played it because I am not the target audience for that game. However I am a hundred percent the target audience on that game. I mean Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, you is. Um yeah. so and I don't and I mean that not as an insult. It's just no, that's I'm not thinking it is. Those insult. games are definitely not for me. However, uh, it looks pretty cool, and yes, this does feel reminiscent of that. And I'm sure that it is not. Um, it's not incidental, and I think part of that is just because like it's the dance vibe that really just kind of catches it. They're both cartoony. Mm-hmm. He wanted some. He wanted to choose an art style that really um, was um, was fun and cartoony and showed off the character's personalities um, and didn't require him to make realistic characters, right? Like, everybody's yeah, just kind of really built like a cartoon. Um, and they're rad, man. And there's just so many different characters, so many, you know, all backgrounds, um, you know, all different kinds of abilities. Um, some, of the, some of the characters just 
crack me up. Oh, and um, our good friend Bebo got oh, in Be- on And Bebo. Uh, Bebo um, of Be Bold Games. I completely should have mentioned that. I forgot about that connection because you guys obviously, I am sure, have interacted Hi. with her. Um, oh, she helped you with your holiday guide last year, didn't she? She did. Because um, she's great. Uh, um, yeah, she absolutely loved this game. This game looks really heckin' cool. Yeah. I may have to back it. I think uh, I think that you would like it. Um, so, yeah, she she absolutely loved it. Um, for, oh, for good reason. Um, also, this kind of suits her mission, right? Because she really wants support diversity in games and to have you know, not like non-violent crazy stuff. And that's really what this is. So, um, so here we go. Dance card. Um, 13 days to go. So when this podcast goes live on Friday, it is Tuesday now. Um, so on Friday, they will have 10 ish days, maybe nine. If I can do my math, nine, probably. Um, so not a lot of time. So I would encourage you go give Mike a dollar and, uh, tell him, that the Engaged Family Gaming Podcast sent you. I backed it! Did you tell them that the Engaged Family Gaming Podcast sent you? No. All right. But I will. I mean, you can. It's fine. Um, there you go. He will be very happy. Um, so, oh, and I just watched the counter go up in real time. So, um, yeah. I am, uh, I'm, I'm grateful that next year you get a uh, nice wholesome dancing game about homecoming. I'm here. Which I'm here for it. you'll need... Um, Mike and and your husband and Danielle to explain to you. Listen, my husband is also Canadian, so uh, so he'll be confused. He'll be like, "What's he'll homecoming?" Be confused too. He's like, "What's a homecoming?" What's this? Well, I mean, you get it. It's a dance. Um, it's okay. I was inundated with American media my whole life, so that you know, I feel like I have a good understanding. Uh, you absolutely do. This is one of those things. Uh, one of the things that because I've been because he's been posting about this in a lot of different Facebook groups. And I'm sure a lot of parents that are listening to this can relate. Like, this is a t- subject, like the whole high school dance thing, that like is very triggering for a lot of people. So there are a lot of folks who love him, love the idea, love the art, but can't bring themselves to buy the game because they can't they because they don't think they would be able to play a game about a high school dance because it would kind of trigger them. Um, I really enjoyed have, all of my high school dances. I, I was I'm probably the weird kid, but I I always even if I didn't have a date, I always went with my friends and I always had a really good time. Um, I enjoyed them also. Um, which is it our Leo nature? I'm not a Leo. I'm a Scorpio. Wait, are you a Scorpio? Really? Mm-hmm. I thought you were a Leo. Mm-mm. You're the Leo. I'm, I'm the a Leo. Scorpio. Go ahead, do all what the do we weird. Get? How do we get to be like such good friends and you're a Scorpio? Um, because I'm uh, because I'm so nice that I defy my uh, horoscope. Also, I mean, they're like kind of true, but like on the other side, like the universe can defy those things. It's true. I'm not gonna try and tell you that it's like not real because you know, but but we defy it. Okay. Um, <laughs> um, so, did we just like... To, this is going to require a lot of unpacking for me. What, me being a Scorpio? Man. Yes. I have to come to terms um, with it now. 
Yeah, think about all the. I've read. The, I've read my horoscope for a very long time. You can do all the unpacking about it that you want. Um, oh, Steve, I love it you. It will only be a little awkward. <laughs> um, so, so that's dance card. It's been interesting watching the the discourse on this one in various Facebook groups. Um, and what's crazy about it is Mike, the guy, the designer, just wanted to pick something non-threatening, and I think he accidentally found something that for some people is 100% non-threatening and fun but for other people um, it is more threatening than gladiatorial combat um, and uh, the, it's just kind of unavoidable um, but he did a good job and I think he's on his way to getting this game made and I'm so excited for him um, so Amanda yes. did you know that this has been episode 199 I did. of the Engage Family Gaming Podcast <laughs> um, we uh, so folks I hope you enjoyed listening as much as Amanda and I enjoyed recording um, we are as my sons crash down the stairs um, don't interrupt I'm doing my closing um, so I'm doing my closing for real be quiet so I hope you guys enjoyed listening as much as Amanda and I enjoyed recording. We will be back next week, very likely. If we have to cancel next week because of things, we will. It's fine. We'll deal with it. I will announce it early. But we're going to be back next time for episode 200, which will quietly, and I can say this now, will quietly be a soft reboot of the podcast. We'll have new music. We'll have new segments. We'll probably have some promotional stuff. Um, and also, um, a launch of what I will from here, from here on out be referring to is the EFG podcast platform. Um, we are launching, and this is no joke, uh, starting after episode 200, we will be launching four new podcasts That's really with a exciting. fifth one coming this winter. We're going to have the EFG Apple Arcade Game of the Week podcast that is called the EFG Arcade. <laughs> We're going to have uh, the Review Rumble, which will be nice. our uh, reviews podcast where it's me and a kid talking about a game. I came up with the name. That was Jake's idea. He named it that. Jake um, rolls. We're going to have the EFG Magic Minute where literally... Every other day, it will be a one-minute or two-minute long podcast about Magic the Gathering. So we'll get you all caught up super fast. And then we're – it sounds like we're going to do this. Amanda, would you believe me if I told you that we were going to put together a podcast where we were going to literally have one episode per Pokemon and do the entire Pokédex? I believe this. Um, I absolutely believe this with every piece of me because I know you. Yeah. Um. And, yeah, so we're going to be focusing on um, shorter podcasts. All of these shows will be just like – and, obviously, the EFG Daily Commute will be keeping that up. Um, even though it's not really daily, but y'all will forgive me for that. So focusing on a lot of shorter, more easily digestible podcasts to go along with this one, The Mothership, um, which will continue to be me and Amanda. Um, but we'll also Basically include – Basically forever. F- yeah, forever, until you get sick of me um, my and my Scorpio self. Um and I'll still like you with you're even just though you're be, a Scorpio. You're gonna like me, 
and yet be confused by me. Um, so I haven't been confused so far, <laughs> so I'm pretty okay. So I feel like you subvert your your Scorpio nature. Yeah. Um, so. <laughs> so, <laughs> man, do I have some things that we can talk about uh, off air? So, um, the. <laughs> So, yeah, it's going to be a wild ride. Um, and we're also going to get some wild guests on here. I've been, I've continued to connect with people. Um, so, uh, Amanda, thank you for being here. Always. And everybody else, uh, we'll see you soon. And until then, don't forget to get your family game on. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Tune in next week.